0: Hello and welcome to podcast episode three. Uh, I'm your host, Max Wenneker, and uh, thanks for joining us today. And by us, I mean me. Today we're going to be talking about how to run meetings, um, certainly team meetings, but I think, you know, meetings in general. Um, I find that a lot of uh, first-time managers and also experienced leaders, they might be great people managers, but sometimes they don't really effectively run meetings. Um, I was meeting with a founder the other day who actually called this out. He said, you know, I feel like I'm a really good manager. I'm great at helping my team uh, be successful, but I feel like when we all get together in a, in a group setting, um, there's not really much direction to the meetings. I don't feel like we come away with like really good... Um, Plans, action items, outcomes. I don't feel as though we're building a team culture. And I think his experience is a very universal one. Um, It is not a natural thing to uh, be an effective meeting host. And it really requires some practice and also just requires knowing some best practices. And I've been very lucky, I guess, (laughs) in part to have been in a lot of meetings in my life. um, But also to have had some training in this area. Uh, both in school as well as uh, you know leadership development training in, in some of my previous companies so we're going to talk through this stuff today um, hope it's uh hope it's useful so first uh, let's just talk about the the overall goals of a meeting a team meeting in particular um, the the i think there are four the first is communicating really important information that people might have questions about uh, the reason I say that it's for information that people might have questions about really important information or just general information that is straightforward should be an email or a slack message or some other uh, non-real-time communication uh, channel and uh, the reason is that meetings inherently take up a lot of people's time and if you're going over things that don't really require discussion um, can it can easily be a waste of people's time. And so um, I like to reserve meetings for uh, communicating information that people might want to learn more about or have questions about, or isn't necessarily super clear. Um, for an example, uh, I was uh, in, in one of my previous Uber roles uh, I was going through a reorg with my team where we were changing uh, what people's job descriptions were and who they were reporting to and what all of the teams within my org were were focused on. And uh, I wanted to tell people about why and how that would happen in a meeting. Um, I think if I had done that over email, one, it either would have been an incredibly long email or two. It would not have had some of the necessary information or, um, given space for people to ask questions and ultimately would have resulted in uh, people being scared uh, and potentially having a lot of their concerns unresolved because it, it was an email. And so it made sense in that case to have a team meeting. Another good reason for having a meeting is that, or with your team, is to just remind your team about why you are here. Uh, it is very easy for individuals in a team. get caught up in their day-to-day sort of like this is what i'm working on and i'm just focused on this specific thing that i need to do and sometimes when you get caught up in your day-to-day it is easier to lose sight of the way that your work fits into the bigger picture basically why is your team here beyond all of you just doing individual work Uh, why do you exist as as a group and why does the work that your team does matter to the company, either to the end user, be it external or internal? And so, um, it's helpful to get together and sort of remind people, like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we all have jobs, and this is why it's important." Um, and as part of that, you can talk about what the goals are for the team. Hey, this is this is where we're trying to get to. Sort of shine that shine some light on that north star for the team to. Um, understand. Here's where we're trying to go because if you can get everyone rowing in the same direction, um, you'll you'll move a lot faster. Another reason for having a team meeting is to update the team on progress towards those goals or major milestones. For example, the uh, the OKRs or objectives and key results that your team has for the quarter. Um, it is really helpful. You know, you might be looking at some of these metrics as a manager every single day. You might be seeing these user engagement metrics going up or down or going towards goal or away from goal. It's not necessarily the case for your team. Uh, it's not a great assumption to, to believe that they are also looking at these metrics day in and day out. And it is helpful to come together and just say, hey, this is how this is what we're um, what our progress is in the quarter so far towards this metric. Um, this is where it needs to be. Uh, we're ahead of that, or we're behind that, and here, um, here's how I'm thinking about what what we can do to what we can do to get there. Or um, I'm looking for ideas on other things that we could do to um, help us get there. And just it's good to talk about that progress because then it helps people keep in mind sort of what's important, like I talked about before. Um, and then the the other reason for having a team meeting um, can be helping people understand what's going on in the larger organization? to so creating that connective tissue. Um, again, going back to that, uh, that second point of reminding folks why they're here, uh, it's also helpful to, re- to remind folks or teach them for the first time, get them information about what else is going on in the business. Uh, I remember there were many times when I was working in an operations role where I had absolutely no clue how the sales team did its job and uh, one time we brought in a sales team member to just give us the pitch on the product that they gave to external clients. And I remember I myself, as well as a lot of members of my team, were uh, floored. you know, we had never seen that sales pitch before. We had no idea how external uh, clients were thinking about our service. And there were actually some like really good connections we were able to make between, Uh, what the sales team was selling and what we knew to be the case internally we were able to provide some good tidbits to the sales team to enhance their sales pitch and um it definitely energized the team because they saw how what they were doing really um impacted the business because it was literally being sold to people who would pay us money and pay their salaries um So I really like understand bringing in people from other parts of the company to help a team understand, help my team understand sort of what is going on in the other parts of the organization. Because as much as you as a manager probably have some visibility of what else is going on in your organization, you might imagine that people farther down in the org are much less connected to it uh, or, you know, simply don't have time to be thinking about that as much unless offer that information more proactively sometimes i also like to uh have a rotating project presentation as part of my team meetings where uh i'll I'll have one of my managers or even someone uh, an individual contributor who's working on a project come and just present for three minutes or so on what they're doing and why and what the results have been and it really uh there have been some really good presentations by folks who maybe aren't super comfortable even just with public speaking in front of their own team of 10 or 20, um, but are willing to try it. And uh, they say, hey, I'm working on this thing and people have some amazing questions. It builds camaraderie and it also builds a better understanding of what everyone's doing such that everyone can help each other in more impactful ways. Um, Now, there's another goal of a meeting, at least in my mind, that's not related so much to a team meeting, but just a meeting between people. Uh, in an organization, and and of course that's to make decisions. Uh, And uh, sometimes decisions can't easily be made over email or Slack. As soon as you start seeing more than a couple responses to a question uh, around something that needs to be decided on, you can be pretty confident that that probably needs to turn into a meeting rather than something that's happening asynchronously or where people themselves are not able to understand each other's tone. Okay. So talked about goals of a meeting. Um, now what, uh, content can you use and, and how do you present it? Um, this is something I've seen a lot of, uh, leaders struggle with as well. Um, I, uh, I once worked at a company where, uh, one of the leaders would literally just share like a plain text word document as the presentation. And, um, it was up on the shared screen the whole time on zoom and we couldn't really see each other's faces we were just faced with this wall of text and it was very distracting and also um very hard to follow uh you know a bunch of text it's not fun to try to read a book while you're also having a meeting let alone if you're being told something on top of that text right and so i think that the reason i give that example is just to serve as a uh reminder that it's not just what you say, it's also how you present it. Um, and in general, the more text, the worse the presentation is. So let me just start with the best practice of do not toss lost, lots of text in front of your team. It is both uh, distracting to the conversation or to the presentation. It's also potentially uh, like dis- discouraging in terms of people feeling like they don't are not able to grasp some of what you're offering um okay so we're not going to put walls of text in front of our team great that naturally turns to something like slides uh powerpoint or google slides or keynote um but slides are good ways to sort of i think of presentations is not the main focus of a meeting, but rather a visual aid to help people better internalize what you're talking about. So when I'm talking about, hey, we're rolling out this new hiring process or this new interview process, it's one thing to hear me say it in the order of the steps that we've set up. It's another thing to hear me talk through the order and then see on the screen a set of boxes with arrows that show the order in which something is happening. So I like to think about a presentation as being uh, sort of like a follow along guide where you don't need to be reading from it in order to understand what I'm saying, but it aids you in the understanding of what I'm saying. It enhances it. so, I really like graphical slides. Uh, they don't have to be fancy, to be clear. I am both colorblind and aesthetically not gifted whatsoever. Uh, and I still believe, and maybe I'm a little biased, but that I make effective slides even if they're quite simple. And it, it can be as simple as a few boxes or shapes with arrows to describe something you're talking about, um, even just a graph, something, a, a data point or metric that's visually represented can be very impactful compared to just saying, hey, this increased by 50% since last year. It's another thing to see it with two different bars on the screen. Um, When a slide does have text, I think you know at most you can have five to six lines of text such that it doesn't become an overwhelming experience to read it and people stop paying attention to you. Um, You can feel free to split that text amongst bullets in terms of quantity or bullets in terms of length of each bullet but keeping it to five to six lines at most such that it's a pretty easy read and easy thing to digest is really helpful i'll also call out and i've, I've seen this happen a lot and this is something i've worked with Uh, managers on many many times oftentimes managers are you know subject matter experts in something that's often why they've become managers and they feel the need to communicate all of the information in their brain to their team and uh i want to if you take away one thing from this entire podcast episode it is that that is never a good idea uh people have limited attention spans and so if you um The way I would think about it is not what do I need to communicate to them, but start with how much space do they have to internalize information and then what is the most important information that I need to communicate to them that fits into that space. Because if you say, hey, I've got two and a half hours worth of information to present to my team and they need to know all of it you're definitely not going to be successful. I I've never been in a meeting for two and a half hours straight where I was able to pay attention the whole time. And, um, if you have two and a half hours worth of content, I strongly advise thinking about how to uh, abbreviate it and what's really necessary for people to know such that you can fit it into a smaller window that more matches with your team's actual attention span. Um, Slides generally should be things that you reference. So I, I have often seen and given this feedback to managers, and I've probably been guilty of it in in my day as well. Uh, uh, text on a slide that then the person running the meeting just reads to their audience. Um, you don't need you don't need to read off of a slide. All of your team members, I'm assuming in most corporate settings, are capable of reading those slides themselves. Um, hearing your voice talking through those slides that literal text is not going to be useful at all Um, so slides are really things you point to to reference say hey like you know talking through this chart here we grew by 50 percent last quarter Uh, not let me read this whole bullet to you Uh, just use it as a reference point another thing that uh, uh, in terms of content and and how to present it is uh, this is really applicable to teams that aren't in-person or have at least p- a part of the team not present, and you have to use Zoom or some, or some other sort of conferencing tool, uh, it's very reasonable while you're talking to present information in a screen share format. So I've got some slides or I've got a graph and I share, share my screen such that others can see it as I'm talking through it. But as soon as it comes time for people to ask questions, or discuss a topic because you're there to sort of figure something out i believe it is best to stop your screen sharing such that you can see each other's faces um have a more sort of normal conversation as if it were in person and so that you're no longer distracted by this text or slides that's on the screen um that isn't necessary anymore. So it, it is a little awkward at first, but I, I have found it to be a definite best practice that as soon as it comes time for people to start asking questions or for there to be a discussion, I stop sharing my screen. I look at faces and everyone's able to see each other. And then once we move on to the next topic that we need slides for again, or a visual aid tool, I will go back to screen sharing and I might go back and forth a few times in the meeting. It's a little jarring, but each individual piece of that process works a lot better. And the last thing I'll call out in terms of content presentation is just graphs are really nice. Uh, Graphs help turn metrics or data from things that, um, you know, analysts understand to things that everyone can understand. And graphs are really good translators of information to um, visually show people what you're trying to refer to when you're talking through specific data points. And I think it's best to assume that Um, your team members on average probably have a lesser understanding of all of the data and metrics that um, make up your organization's performance than you do. And therefore, it's really important to present that data in a very clean and easy to understand way such that they can internalize it. You know, you've had a lot of time to look at these metrics and digest them and maybe even have some training in it, um, it's not likely that every single member of your team has had that same amount of time and training. So if you can go in assuming that everyone has a little bit less or a lot less of an understanding of all of the data that you um, have in your brain, uh, it'll be helpful for ensuring that you are communicating all that information in a very uh, simple way. So last topic uh, as part of running meetings that I want to talk through is just some general best practices. Um, and I, I, I'm going to talk mostly about team meetings here because they're they're ones that happen very frequently and are recurring. Um, but I think these probably apply to pretty much any type of meeting. Um, so in no particular order. First, team meetings should never, ever be longer than 30 minutes. And that's a little bit of a controversial opinion, but I'll tell you why. Uh, I have actually tested this with multiple different teams where I set a team meeting for 30 minutes, for 45 minutes, and for 60 minutes. And in every single case, the meeting took up that amount of time, regardless of whether it was 30, 45, or 60. I like to think of it as air takes up the space it is given, right? Well, so do meetings. Uh, I There must be something psychological going on where people, you know, Feel like there's more time, and therefore can sort of go deeper into topics, or talk through more things, or talk more slowly. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you that meetings almost always take up the amount of space that they're given, and in order to hold people's attention, it's best to keep them short. There is only so much information that you can communicate at one time, so you might as well do it in as short a time as possible and minimize the amount of it that you're communicating, such that it maximizes uh, retention. The other thing to think about is whenever you, whenever you uh, schedule a meeting, that costs your company almost literally money. Your time has some value on it. Every member of your team, unless they're volunteering, has some value on it. And so every time you schedule a meeting, you know, think about it in terms of this is the cost in terms of you know converts all your team salaries to hourly and if i make it 30 minutes versus 60 minutes a 60 minute meeting is literally double the cost could end up being thousands of dollars more of the company's time that you are taking up with this meeting is there a way to reduce it to 30 minutes um another good practice record meetings uh not everyone can make it you know i had a team of 60 in my last uh in my last uh, senior leadership role uh Didn't have 60 members of my team available at the exact same time every single week. People were on vacation. People had urgent meetings. You name it, right? Um, Recording it enables people to watch it without having to necessarily be there. And it's not an excuse for not being there. It's not like, oh, well, it's getting recorded. I don't have to be there. But rather, it just makes sure that people don't miss out on information. Um, You know, when you were sick in school and you missed out on a class and you suddenly had homework for it, kind of sucked right Uh, it was it was a little bit hard because we were lacking context well why don't you just record that session and then uh, people can watch it if they weren't able to make it and also people can go back to it you can record you can save it and document it for posterity to then refer back to when you need to and say hey look where we've come from this is what we were discussing six months ago now we've accomplished it and it really helps um really helps uh, people see progress next you're running a team meeting And I know I'm saying this as a lone podcaster and you've literally been listening to my voice for over 20 minutes. Uh, So I guess do as I say, not as I do. But have multiple people talk. Um, In my first team meetings as a manager, I was the only presenter because I thought, okay, this this meeting is for me to communicate information to my team. When I was the only presenter, even if it was just for 20 minutes, I would just watch the, the team's eyes glaze over. I guess I have like a, a voice that kind of lulls you to sleep. Um, or maybe I just have a, a face for radio, as they say. Um, but if you can... Have multiple people talk. It's a lot more engaging. One, it's less pressure on you as a presenter if you're not comfortable with running meetings, but also it just, it helps keep it more dynamic to have multiple people talking. There are multiple sort of like cadences of speech. There are multiple topics to go over. People have different levels of comfort with different members of the team. To have multiple people talk, um, it it will be better off for everyone. Next, if you're running a team meeting and you've generally experienced silence in your meetings, uh, Plant questions. Now, this sounds a little weird, but sometimes people are afraid to speak up until they see other people doing so. Um, and oftentimes, people have a lot of questions or concerns that they just, they feel like maybe others don't share. And so they're not comfortable bringing it up. But is if you plant questions, um, you know, sometimes you're going to be right on the mark with exactly what people were worried about. But you will also enable others to be comfortable asking their own questions. So it's totally okay to plant questions um, as long as they're not kind of like softballs that make you look good, but actual things you think the team might be worried about. Uh, you know, ask a manager of yours to, to ask a question or someone you trust in the team. Um, good example, uh, I, w- I once uh, had a team where I had to announce to them that we were changing uh, the whole team from part-time to full-time. Um, this was a huge change and I think generally it was a pretty good one um, folks wanted to go full-time and so they should have been excited about it in theory but it was total crickets when I announced this change um, I was pretty confused and uh, I just sort of came up with the idea in the moment I messaged someone through slack who was on my team I said hey, can you ask about this specific benefit that I just mentioned? Um, Like, ask for some more information about it. I remember she asked about it. Um, I answered the question, and obviously I planted it, but I still answered her question as if it was her question. And then suddenly, after she asked that question, the floodgates opened, and there were a lot more questions. And by the end of it, we'd answered a lot more of people's concerns that I wouldn't have thought of myself and really needed to be brought to light Um, But people were not comfortable asking them until they saw someone else asking them. And the last thing I'll mention, um, keep it light. I find that sometimes meetings are boring or intense for really no reason. Um, Everyone works hard, right? You have a team full of hard workers. Everyone deserves to have a little fun. Coming together as a team or really just any interaction in a company, it might as well have a bit of levity to it. It might as well be a team-building exercise. You can think about every meeting as an opportunity to further build trust and relationships uh, and belief within your team or within the group that you're working with. Um, And if you could bring a little fun to it, uh, everyone's going to be happier. Um, I, I remember once I set up an initiative where every manager on the team would present a slide on themselves. This is just an idea I had to make it a little more fun, and they would answer very weird and random questions, like "What's your favorite fast food?" Um, or "If you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing instead?" And it really, uh, it really sparked conversation. I, I watched people start smiling a lot more. I even saw a few laughs occur. Um, so, I, you know, it was a took took only a couple minutes for. For each of these managers to present a slide on themselves once a week Um, and we rotated throughout the team eventually but it really uh changed the the dynamic of the meeting from one that was just hey we're here to discuss what's going on in the team to hey we're here to um have some fun and i think that really like builds long-term culture and and buy-in and love of a team Okay, I've been talking for 25 minutes. That is plenty about team meetings and meetings in general today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you have any, any thoughts on you know best practices for meetings, I also run a blog and I'll certainly talk through meetings at some point and would love your, love your feedback. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and hope you have a, a wonderful week ahead.